Yo, what's up? I'm doing this because I have this on my mind and I want to get it out. I'm finna go to, I'm headed to the fucking gym. I hope it snows. Um, I hope it snows and I get to enjoy the fact that it's snowing and it's pretty and, you know, warm and shit like that. Not warm, but like I get to be warm in the crib, play PlayStation, fucking study and all this type of shit. But anyway, thank you for listening to Cast Therapy. I'm late Jordan. I did that. Cool and power are very rarely in the same person. And I and I don't want people to, to and I and I just had to solve like there's a difference between having power and fun and being a fun person or somebody who doesn't take themselves too seriously. You know, but not cool. Like Harry Belafonte, cool had very little power in the grand scheme of shit and what i'm talking about is like people black american culture is cool we define what the fuck cool is we'll grab a hold of something make it fucking cool and it, it's fucking out of here that's just kind of how this shit goes that's how it's been i want to say since the fucking 20s from the invention of fucking jazz and blues you know what I'm saying? We've defined what cool is and we've exported it. But I think with cool, you're never really close to like there's a difference between like cool and power slash respectability. And as I look throughout my life and throughout social media and throughout media as, as a whole, and I try to figure out people who were cool and then once they got to cool, decided they wanted to get back. They wanted to be adjacent to power slash be considered respectable. And it's it's kind of and it's super rooted in fucking racism, not even just classism, but really just fucking racism, because people use black people and black culture for cool. But once they've milked that shit, and if they're especially not specifically a part of this culture, once they no longer are cool because they're adjacent to cool or they've done things to make themselves be seen as cool, they fucking switch up. And no diss but Miley Cyrus, for one. You know? Like, majorly. Fucking... Uh, Lil Debbie Like most of And it's very uh, 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 Fucking Elvis And he turned out to be a fucking train wreck But When he was doing nigga shit He was cool And then once he stopped being cool Because he was doing nigga shit Because nigga shit switched up He he, he fucking pivoted towards respectability And his power slash respectability It's one and the same in a sense Because you, there's, there's, you. Like I said, you'll see some cool people, but they really won't have power. LeBron James could probably, probably not LeBron James, but like he can galvanize, like Kobe. Rest in peace to, to him and Gigi and the, and the people who died in that helicopter crash. But Kobe, case in point, um, he could probably galvanize every fucking blood and crypt set to come together and stop beefing. He has that power on that level. Kobe, no one would really say Kobe's cool. 
no one would really say Kobe's cool, but they would say he, as he got older, he's a fun guy. He's, he's a, but Kobe was known as a miser, but he had power. He was known as a bad teammate. Like, just very stringent, just not fun to play with. Fun to win with. Like, you know, if you're winning, but just that's kind of how it goes. And with that, he still doesn't have enough power as a fucking bus family. Or the most powerful person in L.A. And even and, I, and I'm saying this in a Western society, like obviously if you're in Africa, you can be cool and powerful, but power usually doesn't come from the cool people. Yes, you can have trends and you can kind of jump on waves and create waves, but being having power, you're not going to get that being cool. You have influence. But there's a difference between influence and power. Influence is, hey, we should all buy NFTs. Power is allowing the mechanizations that create NFTs to fucking stand. That's power. Cool is cryptocurrency. Power is the people who are designing the blockchain or funding those who are designing the block designing the blockchain and building it. But it's one of those situations where as the bottom, you know, financially, most people just want to be seen as cool. But if they get a chance to, and you see this a lot with immigrants, if they get a chance to be a part of respectability slash power, don't take that shit. That's why there's such a huge rift in the Asian community, be it Southeast Asian community and Middle Eastern Asian community and fucking black community that are here. Even you see that with immigrants from in Africa that come here. It is very cool to be adjacent to niggas and what we went through and everything else. But what you don't see is that when it's time for them to be in a sense grow up, you know, put away childish things per se, they jump on that shit. And again, I'm not hating, hey bro, I get it. You want to be respected. You want to be liked. These are things that people fucking strive for. And I'm not going to knock people for it. But people give Eminem way too much slack that they should have been giving Miley fucking Cyrus. And they just let that shit fucking roll like butter on hot bread. Had the short hair, twerking, just wilding. Molly was out here wilding, showing naked ass in the great state of Texas. You know, fucking, I'm paraphrasing. But yeah, that's what was going on. But when it became no longer cool for her to be jumping around on some nigga shit, she got ghosts. Even crazier. Now, shouts to, you know, Billy Ray for helping out Lil Nas X. That was dope. But that was a great way for Billy Ray to be seen as cool. Good for him. You feel me? And so you have this meeting of 
yeah, I had my fun, but like once, like she did that when she was like 21. By the time she was 24, that phase of her life was gone. Her hair was back long. She was back doing respectable white girl shit. But that happens all the fucking time. And you also see that shit in poor white folks. Like the west side of Columbus, parts of the east side, definitely the south side, super parts of the north side. If you're poor and white, the only thing you really can do, since you have no power, the only thing you can try to be is cool. And so you're adjacent. I know a lot of white girls that because they grew up in the hood, love niggas. But a lot of it is, even the ones that grew up in grew up in black areas but went to white schools, if a white dude if a white dude deemed if enough white dudes deemed you unworthy, you had no more access to respectable white dudes. And so you see a lot of them just gravitate to who? The cool niggas or the cool Mexicans or Puerto Ricans or whichever, whichever group will, ex- will uh, accept them. And we as people do that shit. And I can even admit this. Shit. I've dated a lot of ghetto acting white girls. I don't think I've ever dated a ghetto acting black chick. So that's on me. Like a hood rat. Like, yeah, I've never. Because mm, we don't agree on shit. But with the whiteness of that car, I can understand that there's a respectability to me because of where I grew up and how I carry myself and how I interact with the world that they're not used to regular niggas doing. It's a different level of, like I said, respectability. I may not have power, but my, 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 my part of cool, my version of cool is different than what they're used to. So you, there's people, I'm in a car, there's people. In the, so it's like, you have these people who want to, they, they want to be able to fit in. And again, I'm not knocking people who do this, but I'm knocking people who do this shit like on purpose. Like, well, okay, I'm gonna hang out with these niggas. And once I get back popping because of the controversy of me dating, Mike will made it and being with all these fucking rappers and all these gangsters and smoking weed and all this shit. And dancing on clubs and fucking twerking shit. I'm going to... Like, she hosted the fucking VMAs after that. Bro. (laughs) That's wild. Not in a bad way. Just like, yo, she rode that nigga shit to where she's cool. And now there's cachet in that. Clout and cool, always going to go hand in hand. But clout doesn't always mean power. And clout doesn't always mean respectability. So it's like you have these communities that they want to fit in. So they want to they do what was cool. Listen to rap. See what is edgy. See what gets you fucking accepted. A lot of poor white dudes do that shit, too. But it's funny that most of the girls I know that dated niggas, if they can get a respectable white, get a white guy that that's deemed by the society as respectable, they will take that shit. They will take that shit hook, line, and sinker. I've seen it. I'm not going to say who, but I've seen it. Like the only, yeah. Shout out to my baby moms because they've been on that nigga shit for forever. So, but even then, it's like you have a, I've seen a lot of white girls have 
a mixed kid. And once they get that white kid, they try to stick it out with the father, of that white kid, whether he's a piece of shit or not. But because it seems like, oh, you have a bunch of kids, but oh, you're you have the one black kid. Oh, that was just one mistake. But you're with this respectable white man now, even if he's the worst motherfucker on the planet. Society sees they're not even society, but their circle, who they're around, sees that as a catch. And does that suck? A fucking course it does. But we have to fucking realize again that people just want to be accepted. Once you're close to respectability and power, you switch up. And I got and it got me thinking. Who was the last person in power that was cool? Probably Barack Obama. Bill Clinton was pro- was a cool motherfucker too. But you got to be fucking stainless when you're the cool dude and you're in power. Especially when your coolness is adjacent to niggas. Like, Better O'Rourke does not seem like a cool dude. But he doesn't also have the respectability. Which is weird. I fucks with him, but he's he's seen as a fun guy, a guy who's care, a guy who's passionate. Same thing with Bernie fucking Sanders. But cool does not mean being the coolest motherfucker will not mean you get power. And when you get power, you may not want to be the always want to be the cool motherfucker. The only person I can think that would be kind of cool, and I guess it's teetering on just a fun guy, probably Bill Gates. Bill Gates is at like the cusp. So it's Bill Gates, Barack Obama, the only two motherfuckers who have like international level power and still consider cool, like do shit that does shit that's cool. Like I say, it's 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 a mixture. But um, I'm gonna finish this later. All right. So yeah, I'm on back on, and so yeah, I think people like being adjacent to cool. But, and I was talking to Mike about this, I'd probably call him, but just like, I feel like once you get in an era to be respectable, or what the norm of what respectability is, you're going to do that. Like, even Steve Jobs cut his hair. You know, it's, you got to play by the rules of what the system is. As much as you want to buck the system, you can do more damage inside the system than not. Like, the fact that tattoos are still in sleeves and stuff aren't seen as so bad because you have the upper echelons of people. They're only seen for like rockers and people of ill refute. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. But now it's like, oh, this mom of three, like generationally things change. Having dreads was seen as like, yo, that's super unprofessional and everything else. It's not respectable. But it is though. You have a lot of people with dreads making fuck you money. So I think with the growth of certain industries and with the acquirement of resources that people have who are in those uh, industries have done, bro, you can rock out. But I think watching people go from being around niggas and being uh, what the fuck is we're like? Yeah, just being in a in a in orbit of it. You got some cool points, and even if it's not niggas, it's just whatever is cool in that area. 
fucking look at Greece. Dude, when he wasn't with his homies, when he wasn't with the gang, super nice guy, super fucking sappy and simpy. Hey, nigga, you had the girl. It was a summer flame. It did what it did. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, because, uh, and then when he got back to school, nigga was back on his G shit. He said, oh, that's clearly not who you are. That's who you pretend to be. And then when it came to, you know, he's finally wanted to get her back. He switched. Like, yo, I got to switch from this gang shit to get with this girl who's fucking respectable. And this other girl just like, yo, why are you? And there's probably a bunch of girls like, yo, why are you with this bitch? Ooh, case in point. Fucking, what was it? Crybaby. Girl was respectable. And Crybaby was like, yo, you ain't part of my world. But all the other girls, like, even in Greece, like, yo, I'll dip down to where you are. Now, it kind of helps if the dude is, is the man. Danny Zito was the man. Crybaby was the man. So it's not just some regular square hanging out with some regular ass Drake. Drake. Not Drake. Drake with a P as in Paul. If you've ever seen Crybaby, it is what it is. So just like, that's, that's kind of where we're at. And I, bro, I've done it. We've all done it. Like, all right, nigga, put a suit on. Because you know that with that suit and how you wear it comes respectability. You can be mad at it. You cannot like it as much as you want. And that's absolutely fair. But you have to fucking realize the fucking game. And so, in a lot of these immigrant communities, they come over. If they're poor, they latch on to the niggas. And what, what, what is, they latch on to what is considered cool by society standard. Having a lot of fucking jewelry is cool. Power doesn't have a lot of a lot of jewelry. They may own a lot of jewelry, but they don't fucking rock that shit. They don't. New money and old money type of situation. New money is like, y'all get me an orange, yellow, green, blue, and black Lamborghini and a fucking red Ferrari. Oh, it's like, if they have that shit, it was fucking vintage. Like, we don't need that shit. Why? We don't need that shit. And I think too often, we as a people have resigned ourselves to chasing what's cool. And again, I'm not saying be respectable. Like, and, and you can do wild shit, but find a respectable way to do that shit. Another thing too is like, ooh, Keely from fucking... Uh, 3LW, the the other light skinned one, not Adrian. And then other like Notori Naughton is a fucking she's out of here. She's a star. Fucking uh What the fuck? Adrian by long, she's fucking married on network TV, doing a damn thing. I wanna say for the past like 10 years, at least 15. I don't know. She's been rocking. Shouts to her. But Keely Mary has a husband chilling, comes out, says, Yeah, the members of B2K ran a train on her. Fam! I'm not here to kink shame. I'm happy you, you got your rocks off. Hopefully, out of four dicks, one of them made you come. Shit. But, like, no one said that. 
no one needed you to say this shit. You were in a respectable position, but because no one was talking about you, you jump out the window and say this shit. Why? Even if you're like B2K didn't even say this shit. And Lil Fizz, Raz B had it. And Omar have had all the fucking leeway to say a bunch of foul fucking shit. And they left that in the tuck. Super tuck. So in pocket, it's a scene. So it's like, yo, bro, like it's. You don't have to really. If you're in that respectable lane already and you're eating, keep that shit, dude. Because so many people fight for that. Paris Hilton had to fight back for that. Get back to that respectability. Same thing with Lindsay Lohan. And you see people go to, like I said, to, to nigga shit. And then as soon as they, they've gotten all the cachet that they could from it, fucking disappear. Elvis did it. Now, you know who hasn't done that shit? Lil White. I don't think Lil White's done that shit. I don't think Bubba Sparks has done that shit. I definitely know Eminem has never done that shit. No one would ever say Lil White is putting on airs. You know what I'm saying? No one would fucking say that shit, bro. That's just who he is. But he will never have power. And I don't think the respectability that comes with leaning towards that, he fucking covets. Same thing with Paul Wall. Paul Wall really loves the cool space that he's in, but he knows he'll never have power and he's cool with that. And I'm not everybody should should saying that everybody should lean and covet power slash respectability. Sometimes it's good just being in the space you're in and being the master of your domain and that's in that way. And being able to take care of your loved ones and live a good life that way. That's dope as fuck, bro. But I find myself trying to understand where that all comes from. Because it's definitely a a new thing. It's a society thing. You want to be seen as the upper crust. There's that. I've, I've been... So, something weird happened. One of the... One of my exes from like a decade ago. The last ex that I dated before I got married. She unblocked me and hit me up. And she showed me a fucking episode from my podcast. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, I don't know what the fuck I said on this because I never listened back. Like, I probably sounded like a jackass. That's a thing. I just want to apologize for everything. And and she's like, well, you apologized years ago, but I wasn't trying to hear it. I get it. But just super, bro. And I think what it is, just the desire to want to right your own fucking wrongs. I've apologized to a lot of people. And just tried to just show changed behavior. But I think what, what kicked it was... We just had a conversation about everything. Just talking about life. Just married with two kids. Shouts to her. 
that was the last girl. Cause I'm, 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 and I say this to say to say something else first. As a guy, there's very there, there's you don't always get what you want. Be it in dating, be it in job, be it in life, you don't always get what you want. And with in those very rare instances that you do actually get what you're seeking and what you're what you sought after. It's a it's a very magical moment, and you hope to not fuck it up. And so, in this instance, I was 25. I'm still over the book. I'm still trying to find myself and heal from whatever. No, from what broke me fucking a year ago, a year before, almost two years starting, but definitely a year, 18 months. And I was friends with this girl on Facebook. I'm not gonna say her name. But if she listens to this, you'll know who I'm talking talking about. And we're friends on Facebook and everything, and we correspond, and from there, something blossomed. So I'm going up to Ohio Northern. I think it was the day after... That, not day, like the weekend after Thanksgiving. Like, yo, we're going to meet up. And, bro, when I first... And now, this is like... the She's such a beautiful person. She's so intelligent, so kind. And I loved how interesting her story was. And just like, oh, shit. Like, this was one of the few moments I got exactly what I what I saw that. I thought that, and even though she may not have thought she was this, I thought she was the most beautiful thing I'd seen. And I really wanted to be with her because I really, I don't want to say worked hard to get her, but, like, I put in a lot of effort to grow in a way to to be a a guy that she would want to be with now did I have my faults absolutely I was still in the midst of fucking partying hard as shit and it was a long distance fling I wanted it to be something more this was the first time I ever had sex with chickens like I hope I get her pregnant because one the baby would be gorgeous and two she's so good for me and my spirit is so calm around her that in, in an instant, in a way that it hadn't, I hadn't had that up to that point. And so it was really refreshing to be around her. And I just didn't know, like, it's like you win the championship in a season you weren't expected to. It's like, yeah, we got a lot of freshmen and sophomores, not a lot of senior leadership. And then all of a sudden, oh shit, we won a national fucking championship. Oh fuck, what do we do now? And you're just trying, like, I don't fuck this up. Do not fuck this up. And end up fucking up. And I think a lot of it was just not being local. I think if I saw her every day, she, we would have been very good for each other. But it helped me in 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 the future, knowing just like, oh, okay, like I actually can, I can handle this. Like I'm, I'm cool getting what I want with this person who I think is a beautiful person and that was one of the first like one of the few times where I really saw not just outer beauty but inner beauty as well not one of the first times like first time in a long time that I'd had a chance to have access to on a regular basis now obviously you have flings and I had two kids before we met but they were they were just flings they're just it was attraction and not, I don't want to say convenience, it was attraction, but it's like, yo, what are we building? Like, I had no 
I'm still going through depressive stages, so I'm not planning for the future. This is the first time in that time period I was like, I want a future with this person. I was like, please, Lord, let me get her pregnant, and we'll go from there. The first and only time, no, actually, take that back, when I got married. Because I was like, oh, yeah, if she, it, it, that wasn't I was trying to get her pregnant. Like, with my wife, it was like, I know it's going to happen. And so when it happens, cool. But, like, I kept waiting for that fucking text with this other girl. Like, I, she was legit first choice. And so it may not have meant a lot to her, but at that time, I needed her energy because I was fucking, at that, especially in 2012, fucking spiraling, dude. And she stopped me dead spiraling. I was like, oh, I can have a future. I can do something with my life. I want to prove myself to this person. But I, in the end, I ended up fucking it up because we just weren't together. And she was like, I just don't really see a future with you. I don't know what you're doing. She's in college. She's like, she had a lot, a lot of potential, but like, I had nothing tangible to bring her. And so I'm not mad at that. And we fell apart and everything else. But I still thought about this person, and I hope one day we had at least be cool. But just... And I, and I think a lot of it is just growth. Because, I, like I said, 10 years ago, I was a wild boy. I was a wild boy up until 2019. Just wilding. No, I take that back. I stopped being a wild boy in 2015. Um, 2018, I found my wild again. And that was that. But I think... In, the, in those relationships, you, you take parts, and I think, too, it's like, oh, I'm ready for marriage, and that's how I ended up getting married. I was like, oh, yeah, I can take this responsibility. Bro, I could not take the responsibility. Because I, it was with my ex-wife and I, we were still two unhealed people trying to find a way to hide the pain from the other person, but then the fucking drugs and alcohol changed all that shit. But, yeah, bro, it's it's... You get very few chances to get the like to get the girl you actually fucking want. Because there's a lot of things that one she has to be available. Two, you need to make sure at least you can find her attractive. If not find her attractive, she finds you attractive. Boom. And just learning different relationship dynamics. And what I what I know now is that I work better in a routine. And for me, I think relationships are best built in a routine. There has to be a routine, a a, a bit of a monotony. And even if it's an exciting thing, like there has to be that because that's when relationships are fucking strongest. Because every time you guys get together, it can't be a fucking holiday. There has to be a time to where you can go through the rut and find your way out of it. If you go, if you go, like, it's like, if you go to a football powerhouse and from high school, from freshman year to senior year, your team never loses. Like they're like the, oh, case in point. 
De La Salle High School in Concord, uh, California. It's in the Bay Area. I think East Bay, near Oakland. They won 140-some games straight. There's only probably 10, probably only 14 to 16 games in a season. So if you think about that, they won all those, I know it's over 100, but they went years without losing. They didn't lose till I think my senior year in high school, but they were the power, multiple national champions, multiple state champions. You weren't beating them. So you had to go through that rut. And probably the rut was practice. Probably the rut was, hey, Concord's near Oakland. And it's a private school. Pretty sure not all them niggas come from affluent families. But you go through that rut, you go through those difficult times, and you try to understand the other person. Even with friendships, it's hard to really quantify tangibly, unless there's a kid, a relationship with somebody. But I do agree in soul ties. And not every soul tie is 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 not singular. Cause like when I think about the girl that I first fell in love with, when I was 14. Because of that attraction and the hurt from the heartbreak, there's still that there's still that soul tie. Like yo, that shit fucking hurt. That shit was not wavy that you ended up dating my homeboy somebody I looked up to behind my back and both y'all niggas didn't tell me but rest in peace to the homie I'm not mad at him as much as I am at her like hold on chick and I, and I, and I think it was just like that's the it's like bro I told her to tell you and it's like oh she's a really shit person but he still had my back in a lot of instances but it's like I don't know man it's you have those soul ties and a kid is definitely one thing, but you can have a kid with somebody that you just was fucking. That's what happened my first song. And I and lately just like I've been watching a lot of relationship stuff because so much for me it's like, yo, what do you motherfuckers want? Do you want to be happy in a relationship? Do you want to be joyous? Or do you just want to take nice pictures for the for the gram? And it's, and it's to me, it's like, I'm, who I'm dating, I'm a private person. It's not that I don't mind taking pictures. I'm just not a big picture taker. And it's not that I'm hiding a bunch of shit. <coughs> like, I'm not. 
I'm just not a big picture taker. That doesn't mean I'm cheating. It's just I'm not a big picture taker. But nowadays, people think like, oh, no, they're, they're not showing you off. They're, no, because a real man was like, no. <coughs> like, that's not true. Also, what if you're ugly or just not photogenic? That is a possibility. And he don't want people talking shit about how ugly you are. Because he may think you're beautiful. But everybody else may not. So, you'll run into a situation where it's just like... You don't like how you look in pictures. And when every girl that I've dated that had some weight on her... They, they kind of feel that way. Like, oh, I don't like... I don't, uh, I don't like taking full body pictures. I don't mind. The girl I was talking about, like, when 2012 we got together... She had some weight on her. But that didn't fucking matter to me at all. <clears throat> like, I don't, I don't, I'm not with you in spotty or size. Like, it's a fucking feature. It's not a deficiency. Like, how you feel about you is on you. But if you want to change it, cool. Rock out. And I've dated multiple women with weight on them. And I've never been like, oh, no, I'm not going to be with you. I'm not going to be seen around you because you're big. No. But it's just, bro, it's just, it's weird. But now it's like, for me, it's like, I want to, and, it, and it's kind of because you get, as a guy, bro, you can, you, you can, there's a, oh my God, how do I fucking say this shit? You can have all the sex in the world that you want from all the beautiful women in the world you want. If there's no intimacy and at the end of the day, you know, you're getting up and leaving or she's getting up and leaving, just like, it's not fun. You can't build with this person. And people talk about how if a girl has sex with a lot of guys, it's going to be more difficult for her to pair bond. And out of context, that sounds like it makes sense. But even in a little bit of context, cool. If she does have a bunch of bodies, but hold on a second. But yeah, so she does. But there's a whole bunch of dudes trying to get with her all the fucking time. If you fuck up, like, yeah, it's going to be a little bit difficult not impossible but you gotta stay on your shit you gotta stay on your shit but yeah back to it just so it's like they feel like they can't pair but I'm like dude that's a guy you also have a damn of a time fucking pair bonding if all you see is fucking options everywhere you fucking look. 
it's not going to work. And I think, too, is like if I could tell my son, it's like, bro, when they say wait till you're married, maybe just wait till you really like this person or are in love because you don't want to get in the habit of just always having sex with many different people. don't. This shit's not fucking fun. Like, save it for that special person. Because if they also save it, and I think it's more so not even just a religious aspect, but like a personal aspect, but like, bro, if you also save it for somebody that's special, what you do, and if you're good, and if you guys have a, have a nice dialogue, you can get really good at sex. <clears throat> you can get really good at sex with each other. There's a lot of situations where it's just like, okay, like, you don't want to get in a situation like, hey, I kind of know what to do because I've had sex with multiple different people, so I'm kind of just fucking shooting from the hip because it worked for this girl, may not work for that girl, but it worked for this girl, may not work for this girl. Like, nah, man. Like, figure out what works for your girl. It also helps if you have a big penis. Hopefully my sons get to, are, are taken care of because boy that would suck I'd probably be with one woman if I had a smaller penis it's crazy but I, I do think that relationships nowadays I'm glad that people have the option to leave bad situations easier than they did in the fucking 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s I am not going to blame feminism for that because these niggas are out here blaming feminism for female hypergamy. Nigga, they've always been like that. Haven't you seen the fucking notebook? The, the one John's mom left the dude who she really loved to get with her, get with the John's dad because he had money. He could take care of her. Nigga, that's never going to fucking change. But all these fucking red pill, anti-feminist, feminist, traditional people, traditional conservatives, my thing is, you need to figure out what these people want who you're talking to. If they don't want to be fucking married, then you can't, you got to start from that, you got to start from that argument. Okay, you don't want to be married, so I'm just going to date, 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 die. I bet. No harm, no foul. Because you got to stop assuming everybody wants to be in a fucking relationship. And these motherfuckers don't tell you how to maintain a relationship. Like, I don't need you to be... And again, I've said this before. I don't need you to be fucking submissive. Just the wording of that. Well, I don't need you to be submissive. <clears throat> if we're having a... If we're trying to figure out something and you have a better idea and with better intentions than I do, you get it. Do I need you now? Not submissive and submissive doesn't mean not argumentative. I want you to state your opinion. I like women to have an opinion because we're fucking adults. <coughs> we are adults. So, because we're adults, and I want us to be equal partners in this shit. I kind of need to know what you're fucking thinking. Because I don't want you to feel like you don't have a voice. 
telling you, I just have a cough. It's weird. Fucking allergies. But at the same time, dude, it's like, and I've said this before, like, I don't trust a feminist man and I don't trust an anti-feminist woman. Or at least someone that doesn't have some feminist ideology. Because it's a jux. This one lady was talking about, and I forget her fucking, Jedediah or Jebediah, one of the two, she's on YouTube. And she was talking about, oh, like, the big government, and she's like, anti-feminist, like, no, just destroying relationships. And man's like, nah, dog. If anything, social media did that shit. If anything, Ronald Reagan did that shit. But no one wants to talk about what Ronald Reagan did to fucking ruin relationships. It wasn't the onset of birth control being more accessible. No one did. No fault divorces. Now, again, if a woman is being beat on and she had to prove that she was being beat on, she couldn't get a divorce because the dude obviously is not going to beat on her on the way to fucking court. If the nigga's just fucking cheating and she can't, she's like, he's just not treating me right. He ignores me. He doesn't talk to me. <clears throat> so if he's not a beating her, we're like, yo, yeah, if she's in a bad situation that way, bet. All right, cool. Leave. <clears throat> and now the difference is what fucked it up is because the onset of alimony. If you're going to have no fault divorce, you can't have alimony. You can't. For either party, be it man, woman, man, man, woman, woman. Because then you incentivize the person to not be happy. Well, I'm not happy. I can get I know I can get something. I'm a bounce. Bro, what the fuck? No, you're unhappy. That doesn't mean you get to leave him my money. So that's why you don't have guys really signing up to get married. And it's like Niggas get, niggas get mad and a lot of anti-feminists get mad at women for like I want a man that makes $100,000 or more and everything bro there's niggas in their DMs and I'm going to break this shit down I'm jumping around a bit I'm sorry but I'm going to break this shit down because I've thought about this a lot of why this happens or how we got to where we are In my travels, I'm going to preface this. If I'm jealous of a dude, it's of something tangible. And if I like it, like, oh, man, my homeboy has abs. Damn, I want abs like that. I'm not going to go down him. I'm going to go work on my fucking ass and get some abs. This is comp- the competitive nature of me, at least. I'm not going to say, oh, man, not every man's fucking competitive. But the competitive nature of me, for me. If a girl sees, like, they they are more into one guy, so they're more into in pop culture. So you see these girls on Housewives, on these dating shows, uh, Black Ink Crew, loving hip-hop. <coughs> and they're like, well, this girl's getting treated like this. So why can't I get treated like this? I want a guy to treat me like this. All right, bet. Hold on. There we go. Bet. Cool. Got you. But the kicker is, 
and they can kind of they can kind of divorce themselves from that because well they live there they're around those type of guys but the sugar and i'm not again i'm not mad at this but the sugar baby phenomenon has taken off and i'm not blaming women for this by all means i'm not i'm not gonna be mad at kleenex for selling out of kleenex there's a product people want to buy it dudes are like i'm not trying to be be nice and super good and try to get this bitch for free i don't mind paying for cheeks out at disposable income hey my nigga get it how you live <coughs> so anyway what happens is girls start seeing local girls be it their friends or someone just in their circle or someone they see on a regular basis and depending on how small the town is a lot see them you see them a lot and so hold on but yeah so she does but there's a whole bunch of dudes trying to get with her all the fucking time if you fuck up like yeah it's gonna be a little bit difficult not impossible but you gotta stay on your shit You gotta stay on your shit. But yeah, back to it. Just so it's like they feel like they can't pair, but I'm like, dude, as a guy, you also have a damn of a time fucking pair bonding if all you see is fucking options everywhere you fucking look. It's not gonna work. And I think too, is like if I can tell my son, it's like, bro, when they say wait till you're married maybe just wait till you really like this person or in love because you don't want to get in the habit of just always having sex with many different people <clears throat> you don't this shit's not fucking fun like save it for that special person because if they also save it and I think it's more so not even just a religious aspect but like a personal aspect, but like, bro, if you also save it for somebody that's special, what you do, and if you're good, and if you guys have a, have a nice dialogue, you can get really good at sex. <clears throat> you can get really good at sex with each other. There's a lot of situations where it's just like, okay, like, you don't want to get in a situation where it's like, hey, I kind of know what to do because... I've had sex with multiple different people, so I'm kind of just fucking shooting from the hip because it worked for this girl, may not work for that girl, but it worked for this girl, may not work for this girl. Like, nah, man. Like, figure out what works for your girl. It also helps if you have a big penis. Hopefully, my sons get to, are, are taken care of because boy that would suck I'd probably be with one woman if I had a smaller penis it's crazy but I, I do think that relationships nowadays I'm glad that people have the option to leave bad situations easier than they did in the fucking 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s I am not going to blame feminism for that because these niggas are out here blaming feminism for female hypergamy. Nigga, they've always been like that. Haven't you seen the fucking notebook? 
the the one John's mom left the dude who she really loved to get with her get with the John's dad because he had money. He could take care of her. Nigga, that's never gonna fucking change. But all these fucking red pill anti-feminist feminist traditional people, traditional conservatives, my thing is you need to figure out what these people want who you're talking to. If they don't want to be fucking married, then you can't. You gotta start from that. You gotta start from that argument. Okay, you don't want to be married, so I'm just gonna date, 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 die. I bet. No harm, no foul. Because you gotta stop assuming everybody wants to be in a fucking relationship, and these motherfuckers don't tell you how to maintain a relationship. Like I don't need you to be. And again, I've said this before. I don't need you to be fucking submissive. Just the wording of that. Well, I don't need you to be submissive. If we're having a, if we're trying to figure out something and you have a better idea and with better intentions than I do, you get it. Do I need you now that submissive and submissive doesn't mean not argumentative. I want you to state your opinion. I like women to have an opinion because we're fucking adults. We are adults. So, because we're adults, and I want us to be equal partners in this shit, I kind of need to know what you're fucking thinking. Because I don't want you to feel like you don't have a voice. (coughs) I'm telling you, I just have a cough. It's weird. Fucking allergies. But at the same time, dude, it's like, and I've said this before, like, I don't trust a feminist man and I don't trust an anti-feminist woman. Or at least someone that doesn't have some feminist ideology. Because it's a jux. This one lady was talking about, and I forget her fucking, Jedediah or Jebediah, one of the two, she's on YouTube. And she was talking about, oh, like, the big government and she's like anti-feminist like no just to destroying relationships and man's like nah dog if anything social media did that shit if anything Ronald Reagan did that shit but no one wants to talk about what Ronald Reagan did to fucking ruin relationships it wasn't the onset of birth control being more accessible no one did no fault divorces now again if a woman is being beat on and she had to prove that she was being beat on, she couldn't get a divorce because the dude obviously is not going to beat on her on the way to fucking court. If the nigga's just fucking cheating and she can't, she's like, he's just not treating me right. He ignores me. He doesn't talk to me. <clears throat> so if he's not uh, beating her, we're like, yo, yeah, if she's in a bad situation that way, bet. All right, cool. Leave. <clears throat> And now, the difference is, what fucked it up, is because the onset of alimony. If you're going to have no-fault divorce, you can't have alimony. You can't. For either party, be it man-woman, man-man, woman-woman. Because then you incentivize the person to not be happy. Well, I'm not happy. I I know I can get something. I'm going to bounce. Bro, what the fuck? No, you're unhappy. 
that doesn't mean you get to leave them out money. So that's why you don't have guys really signing up to get married. And it's like niggas get niggas get mad, and a lot of anti-feminists get mad at women for like, I want a man that makes a hundred thousand dollars or more and everything, bro. There's niggas in their DMs, and I'm gonna break this shit down. I'm jumping around a bit. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna break this shit down. Because I've thought about this a lot of why this happens or how we got to where we are. In my travels, I'm going to preface this. If I'm jealous of a dude, it's of something tangible. And if I like it, like, oh man, my homeboy has abs. Damn, I want abs like that. I'm not going to go down him. I'm going to go work on my fucking ass and get some abs. This is comp- the competitive nature of me at least. I'm not going to say all men, not every man's fucking competitive. But the competitive nature of me, for me. If a girl sees, like, they they are more into one guy, so they're more into with pop culture. So you see these girls on Housewives, on these dating shows, uh, Black Ink Crew, loving hip-hop. <coughs> And they're like, well, this girl's getting treated like this. Why can't I get treated like this? I want a guy to treat me like this. All right, bet. Hold on. (coughs) There we go. Bet. Cool. Got you. But the kicker is, and they can kind of divorce themselves from that because, well, they live there. They're around those type of guys. But... The sugar, and I'm not, again, I'm not mad at this, but the sugar baby phenomenon has taken off. And I'm not blaming women for this, by all means. I'm not. I'm not going to be mad at Kleenex for selling out of Kleenex. There's a product, people want to buy it. Dudes are like, I'm not trying to be be nice and super good and try to get this bitch for free. I don't mind paying for cheeks out at disposable income. Hey, my nigga, get it how you live. So anyway, what happens is girls start seeing local girls, be it their friends or someone just in their circle or someone they see on a regular basis. And depending on how small the town is, a lot. See them, you see them a lot. And so, hold on. 